Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling. It's Friday, November 6th, 2020. We're brought to you, as always, by the great people of today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best at what he does. A great dentist. Call him. I did it 27 years ago. I've never looked back. I'm never going to another dentist. 317-849-2933. Colts and the Ravens. Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock on CBS 4. I cannot wait for this game. What a matchup this is going to be to talk about it and to talk about himself a little bit. Defensive tackle, three technique for the Colts. Great DeForest Buckner. DeForest, thanks for taking the time. I want to ask you first, a lot has been made this week. A lot of people asking questions about you uh, and how you are off the field as opposed to on the field. Uh, They say you're soft-spoken, nice guy off the field. And then on the field, Darius Leonard kind of calls you a dog. What happens to turn the nice guy into that dog? Uh, I mean, honestly, um, I don't know. It kind of just naturally happens, I guess. Um, you know, I'm I'm usually kind of a, you know, lighthearted, you know, um, you know, kind of light in the mood kind of guy throughout the week. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's football. It should be fun, you know, and um, and, and really just you know get to, I mean, kind of keep the vibe, kind of you know, upbeat and, and, and little things like that. But I mean, when it comes to Sunday, I mean, it's, it's game day. Um, you know, I, I feel like that switch just naturally happens. You know, um, I'm locked in, and uh, I'm ready to go. Do you come to the Colts kind of with a chip on your shoulder as far as being seen as one of the best defensive tackles in the game? No, I mean every I mean every year I go in, I want to be one of the best D tackles in the league. You know, um, I want to be I want to do my job at a high level at a consistent basis, and um, I mean that's my approach every single year. You know, uh, you know to be one of the best. Do you think you are one of the best? Yes. And we saved the best question for last about Lamar Jackson. You played against him last year. When you play against that kind of speed, a guy who's this good at the game, what's that like? I mean, buddy, dude is fast. He's electric. He can make those plays when he needs to. Um, you know, there's times where, you know, he take, he tries to take the game in his own hands and make a play for his team. And, you know, on, on defense, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, all 11 guys got to be locked in and tune in into their assignments, you know, especially in the option game. Uh, if you have the dive, if you're the dive player, you know, play the dive. You know, if, the, if you're the quarterback player, play the, play the quarterback. Um, you know, as, as a defense, I mean, we're all, you know, intertwined and linked together. And so if one guy messes up on his assignment, I mean, he can make you pay. And so we just need to be, you know, on the same page on Sunday. Thanks, DeForest. Appreciate it. You know, DeForest Buckner is a lot like a guy I used to work with in radio in St. Louis named DeMarco Farr. DeMarco, one of the nicest guys you're ever going to meet in your life, a terrific media personality and a good friend, a nice guy, like I said, but on the field, he was something different. And and I asked DeMarco about DeForest Buckner, and it's fun because you listen to DeForest Buckner, you think of DeMarco Farr if you know DeMarco Farr. And so I asked DeMarco about him, and he said that his old position coach said exactly the same thing. Nice guy off the field, on the field, a beast. It's interesting, the dynamic, the the switch that flips with some of these guys where they are erudite off the field and calm and good-humored, and then on the field, completely different guy. Uh, DeForest Buckner, a terrific free agent acquisition for the Colts, and you can see it. And when we talk about why the Colts are different this year from the Colts that were 5-2 and two last year until Jacoby Brissett got hurt, I think the primary difference is DeForest Buckner because DeForest Buckner attracts double teams. That means Tyquan Lewis can get to the quarterback as he did twice last week. That means Danico Autry 
can get to the quarterback as he did twice last week. Last week, five sacks for the Colts against Matthew Stafford and the Lions. None of them by DeForest Buckner, but that does not mean by any stretch of the imagination that he wasn't a big part of all of those all of those sacks. You heard Buckner talk about how it's eleven guys all playing as one. That's how sacks happen, and that's how you keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket, and you keep him from converting third and eight into first downs. If you allow Lamar Jackson to take third and eight and turn it into a first down, you are going to be in for a long afternoon against the Baltimore Ravens. The key to winning this game is maintaining possession of the football. The team that's able to do that and take the possessions and turn them into points, that team's going to win. And that sounds really rudimentary, and it is. It's basic math. You score more points, you're going to win games. But this is how you do it against a team like the Ravens, and it's how the Ravens would try to do it against a team like the Colts. They will find a way. The winning team is going to find a way to get the opposing offense off the field without points being scored, whether that's through turnovers or punts. That's the key. And if you can do it by turnovers, you've got a really, really good chance to win this game. Turnovers are going to be the difference in this game. If there are no turnovers, who knows who's going to win. The Ravens right now are favored by two points. I like the Colts in this because I like the two points. If it wasn't for the two points, if this was a money line deal, I'd say it's an absolute toss-up. But it's not a toss-up because of the two points. I think the Colts win on a late field goal by Blankenship, and off you go. Let's talk about high school football for a couple of minutes because it's sectional finals night And there are a lot of great games around the area that we need to talk about. And we need to pick winners. We don't do that often enough with high school sports, especially not this year, because we haven't seen a lot of these teams play other than on TV. Online, you can watch these teams play. And so I have watched a lot of these teams play. Let's talk about the 6A sectional championship games tonight. Fishers at Westfield. I'm going with Westfield. I think they're really good. I watched them play against Cathedral. I thought this is a high-quality football team. Nothing against Fishers. I think Westfield wins this one. It's at Westfield, so I think Westfield's going to carry the deck. Carmel at Brownsburg. As hard as it is to pick against Coach Osborne and, and the Carmel Greyhounds, I think Brownsburg takes this one. It's unusual for Carmel to get beat in the sectional round, but I think they are going to get beat. Uh, ben Davis at Perry Meridian. I can't pick against a Mick team against uh, as they play. Uh, a non-MIC team. I think that Ben Davis is going to win this game against Perry Meridian, despite the fact that it's at Perry. Uh, Columbus East at Center Grove. Center Grove's the best football team in the state. We saw that a few weeks ago as as uh, Center Grove played against Cathedral. Cathedral is a really, really good team, and Center Grove found a way to win that game late in a way that I really think Eric Moore, Eric Moore is a really good coach. I think he's got his team believing that they're the best team in the state, and they are the best team in the state. I think that they beat Columbus East. The Olympians going down tonight in 5A, Decatur Central against Cathedral. I think Cathedral wins this game. I think Cathedral and Center Grove are up here, and every other team in the state is down here. Decatur Central's ranked 10th in the Sagarin ratings. So this isn't going to be like it was last weekend when Cathedral played against Terre Haute South. You knew that the Fighting Irish were going to find a way to win that game. This game's a little bit different. Decatur Central is a higher caliber opponent facing 
uh, Cathedral. I think Cathedral gets this done. I think ultimately they win the state championship. They're just that good in 5A this year. New Pal at Whiteland. New Pal got beat this year in the regular season for the first time under Kyle Ralph. I think that New Pal gets the win tonight, despite the fact that Whiteland is really good. Do not sleep on Whiteland in this game. New Albany and Jeff. This is not in the area, but I am a I am an alum of New Albany High School. How can I pick against the Bulldogs? Of course, New Albany is going to win this game. It's being played at Jeffersonville. That's just fine. I'm sure Jeffersonville has a team speed advantage over New Albany, but I think New Albany takes them. And then in the alumni soccer game tomorrow afternoon, 5 o'clock in, in New Albany, my team's going to win. Me and Sam Anderson are going to kick Chris Morris and Louis Stevens' ass tomorrow. That's what we're going to do in the first game of the alumni soccer event at the new facility there in New Albany. I can't wait. I've been running like for four weeks. And for, like that's going to help. What am I, out of my mind? I'm out there running. I'm kicking a soccer ball because, by God, if I'm going to play, blah, 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 blah. I'm out of my mind. It's like getting in a – it's like shooting for four weeks to play pickup basketball. <laughs> what in the world am I doing? I don't know. I don't want to go out there and look ridiculous, though. Right, and I don't want to get hurt, so it's kind of like blowing out the carburetor. Right, you go to the park, you kick a ball, you see how it feels to really whack it. You run a little bit, you sprint to the extent you can, and you say, "Okay, at least I'm not going to fall down, and I'm not going to be laughed at." And it, probably the last time I ever play any measure of even non-competitive soccer. Um, let's talk about uh, 4A. Uh, Lebanon at Roncalli. I got the Rebels in this one. I guess they're no longer called the Rebels, but to me, it's always going to be the Roncalli Rebels, and it's not named after the Confederacy, for goodness sake. But they're going to change their nickname, and that's all well and good. They got to do what they got to do. But I got Roncalli winning this game in 3A, Chittard at Brebeuf. Woof. You got me. I you, This is a pick em. Chittard and Brebeuf, both good. I have no idea who's going to win this game. Heritage Christian at Shenandoah. I got to admit, I know nothing about Shenandoah, so I'm, I'm going to pick Heritage Christian. They're the team that lives closest to my house, so I got Heritage Christian. And then in 1A, Covenant Christian at Lutheran. Throw out the record books. When these two teams get together, I'm going to take Lutheran because they're playing at home. There you go. Sectional finals night. The weather, absolutely stupendous. So get out there and watch some high school football if you can. There's some tickets available. They're allowing some people in to be safe, wear a mask, socially distance, wash your hands, all of that stuff. We found out this week again that this thing is not to be scoffed at, COVID-19. Rich Andriol passed away the other day, and that's really sad because of all the guys that Rich Andriel was not able to coach play baseball. The people who have been coached by Rich Andriel, those are the people in whom his legacy will resound forever. The people who, because of COVID, are not going to be coached by Rich Andriel, that's the sadness. That's the life force that's now missing in, in Coach Andriel. And, and those kids, they won't benefit from being coached by him. And that's the sadness. So... Take it seriously. Look, I get it. You don't want people to infringe on your freedoms. But you know what? Don't, somebody made Rich Andriel sick. Somebody exposed him to COVID. And now he's dead. That is a fact. Respect facts. Respect those who have paid the ultimate price in the battle against this virus. 
by trying to keep it away from people. It's all we have to do. And it, it, bad things are going to happen. Viruses find a way. We know that. You don't have to be an epidemiologist to know that, for goodness sake. Let's talk about the NBA for a minute. Uh, Nate Bjorkren still working on putting his staff together. The NBPA, they decided last night, you know what? We're all good with making more money rather than less money. So, yes, we will start the season on December 22nd. And as soon as the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed on the agreement that's going to uh, kind of get in place the financials for the resumption of basketball this year as part of kind of an amended sort of a CBA, we're going to have an offseason that's unlike any other. Usually the offseason starts with the NBA draft like the end of June, and then it moves until about the middle of September. So what's that? That's like two and a half months, right? They have for free agency and trades and, and all of that kind of stuff. This is going to start within the next few days. Let's say November 11th. Then the draft is the 18th. Free agency is going to start almost immediately after that. And on December 1st, you're going to have training camps open. This is going to be a truncated, condensed version of an NBA offseason, the likes of which we have never seen. A lot of decisions to be made by the Indiana Pacers. Do they decide to pick up the option on T.J. McConnell? We talked about this yesterday a little bit. Of course, you pick up the option on T.J. McConnell. The option is $3.5 million you get him for the year, right? Or you pay him a million dollars to walk away and he goes and plays for somebody else. Why pay a guy a million bucks to come and kick your ass twice or four times when you can pay him just a little bit more than that to win games for you? Doesn't that make sense? Am I not making sense here? For the love of God, of course you bring T.J. McConnell back. What they do uh, about trades, that's going to be the interesting aspect of this offseason. Are they going to deal Victor Oladipo? Are they going to wait to the trade deadline? Are, are they going to try to sign him to an extension? Interesting question. What is his value based upon his physical condition? Is that leg ever going to be what it was back in the day, back before that toward quad tendon cost him over a year of his career? If you keep Victor Oladipo and you're wrong, you really put yourself behind the eight ball as far as how you're going to be able to compete in the East. If you bet on, bet on Victor Oladipo and you're right, you know what? You got a chance to raise some hell in the East. Uh, cannot wait for the, the ball game down at Memorial Stadium tomorrow. The Hoosiers taking on the Wolverines. And man, do I hope the Hoosiers kick Jim Harbaugh's khaki uh, uh, enshrouded ass. Monday morning, hopefully it's a day of celebration. Uh, 8 o'clock, Facebook Live, Breakfast with Kent. And then another Breakfast with Kent on Periscope and Twitter. I cannot wait to talk to you then. All brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry.